Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know, and as promised, I have made it through Titans, episode 11, the whole entire season, and also as promised, joining me today from the Nerd and Me podcast, my good friend John. John, what's going on? Hey Jay, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. I, I wish we were podcasting about something a little bit better, but uh, we, we did make a promise about this, talking about Titans. Yes, I wish DC Online had given us a better Christmas gift, but we take what we get, right? Very, very true. So let's just get into it. We'll recap the last episode. That's Titans, Season 1, Episode 11. What the? No, it was called Dick Grayson. Um, I mean, they build it as uh, they build it as Robin versus Batman, and I mean, on my last episode, I pretty much predicted that it was going to be Robin versus a stuntman in a really cheap Batman suit. John, what did you think of this episode? Well, you're right. I, you know, all the all the advertisements for for the week after uh, episode ten premiered uh, was Robin versus Batman. Robin, you know, they hyped it all up. And the thing is, when I was watching this episode. I was really disliking it, and then I I realized it's going to be hard to kind of criticize it because they did the cheapest way out and made it a oh spoiler alerts everybody and they they made it a dream sequence so it's hard to critique a dream sequence because everything could just be attributed to the dream so as much as I hated the characterization of Batman being a killer killing nurses and doctors and a lot it's a dream so you can't really criticize it which which i think is part of the overall my overall problem with the series is i feel like they took the cheap way out to elicit emotions to elicit like cool moments uh they did the lowest cheapest thing they could do and i don't mean obviously monetarily i just mean in regards to manipulating the watchers the viewers emotions or 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 how to get them uh, involved in the storyline. And I think episode 11 is a perfect end of the season because it encaps- encapsulates every wrong thing they did in the series. But they go, but guys, it was just a dream sequence, so don't kill us too much on it. Yeah, I mean, definitely, because, you know, when you look at the episode prior, you know, we get uh, Trigon rising, I guess. I mean, honestly, I thought that was Trigon's lawyer coming out of the mirror there, you know, a guy in a suit. But, you know, we pretty much have it that Donna Troy, Starfire, and Dick are there, and we see Dick jump in, but the, the others can't. So I hate to say it, I kind of assumed, and, and to me, that's the thing, is after every episode, after every sort of, like, cliffhanger at the end, I pretty much knew what was going to be coming next. And I knew that this was going to be, like like you said, like a dream sequence or... Uh, you know, like a look into like an alternate reality. Cause I said, how could they go from confronting Trigon to suddenly it's Batman versus Rob? And I said, it, it had to be something like what they did, but you're right. They took the cheap way out. They could have done it better. They could have written it better, but everything from the entire plot to the shots to everything, it, it was just, it was, it was cheap. It, it really was. But the reason I asked John to come on is, I know, John, I think Nightwing is what, is Nightwing your favorite hero, or he's definitely one of your favorite heroes, is, is that right? Nightwing is by far my favorite DC hero, um, and he's obviously, between him and my favorite Marvel hero, I don't know who would win out, but I've loved the character of Dick Grayson and Robin and Nightwing. Um, when he got his own identity, it just, 
it, it ended for me. And I read the Wolfman Perez Teen Titans, which is just some of the best writing out there. Um, so, yeah, I've been a fan of Robin slash Nightwing my whole life. I never grew up wanting to be Batman. I, I wanted to be Robin because Batman was always so dark and, you know, just so serious. And Robin was like, always the guy like, come on, lighten up, dude. Like, you know, we're crime fighters. We have these skills and, you, you know, we're helping people, but let's enjoy the fact that this, that we get to do this for a living type of attitude, you know? Yeah, I hear you. I, I totally get that. And like I said, early on in this series, the Dick racing character was the one character I had latched onto, I think right up to the, right up until they got to the asylum. Because it seems once they got to the asylum and he was captured, the personality, the character totally changed from, you know, Robin, trained by Batman, tactical genius, to Robin, moron, basically. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I, I, I was like, there was very little I liked about this series. Dick Grayson, Robin was one of them. And after the asylum, I was like, okay, I don't think I have anything left in this series. Yeah, I, I just I, I like the actor. And oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think, you know, if you listen to the Nerd and Me shameless plug, we, we talk about Henry Cavill and, and how he we think he'd make a great Superman given the right writing, given the right directing, things like that, but he's yet to have that. And now we don't know if he ever will because you know the rumors are he's not gonna be Superman anymore. But I like this actor and, and for the most part I like most of these actors. I just don't know what they were going for. Like I about three episodes in, I started calling this, you know, Zack Snyder's Titans. You know, because, <laughs> I, you know, this, I can totally see this being the world of Zack Snyder, the DCEU of Zack Snyder. Um, I can see this Robin, you know, being Robin to Ben Affleck. And I just don't, um, I don't understand why they chose to go this way. And it's really... You know, they we we just saw. I don't know if you saw Aquaman, so I'm not gonna spoil it. But uh, I just saw Aquaman over the weekend, and it's and and the best thing I can say about it is, it, and it's a good movie. It's a really good movie, but it's a great comic book movie. It doesn't run away from anything in the comic book. Um, you know, the bright costumes. You know, the, the 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 kind of what could be silly if not done correctly, kind of powers and things like that. But it's done correctly in Aquaman, and I think that's what Titans suffers from. I think Titans. They couldn't decide if they wanted to be this dark and gritty, realistic version of the Titans or if they wanted to be uh, the comic book Titans. And they tried to walk a line, and I think they failed miserably with that. And um, it's kind of like, yeah, we want to give you the bright costumes. and Because and, I love the costumes. I think Robin, Hawk, and Dove, I think their costumes look great. Oh, yeah. um, but then Gar's costume is a, is a jacket. It's like, why not? It's like, look, if, if you can do that, why not do this? Uh, we can believe Corey, Corey is from space but you can't give hawk and dove their their uh super strength and stuff like that that they have in the comics it it doesn't it it, it always made me feel like you know choose a lane to stay in it and i don't know i don't know and uh, their their version of being more than a comic book was using the f word as much as possible which is so stupid <laughs> i mean they use the f word so much in in these 11 episodes it's it's like they're sailors. And look, you and I don't shy away. Well, at least I don't. I don't want to speak for you. I don't shy away. I don't want to shy away from cursing. But in everyday life, I don't use it as much as they've used it in some of these situations. It was so ridiculous. It's like a, a 10-year-old or a 13-year-old goes, wouldn't it be cool if Robin could curse? Wouldn't it be cool if 
uh, changeling bit off someone's neck, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's and, and this is what we got. It's, it's really dumbfounded me, to be honest with you. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you said it walked the line. I, I don't even think it walked the line. I mean, I barely saw any comic book elements in this at all. To me, this was like a dark, gritty, like you said, this was like a Zack Snyder take on the Titans. Um, and yeah, also like the liberal use of cursing. And again, you know, I have no problem with cursing, but to me, the liberal use of it, you know, when every character, uh, even in the, I think it was the Hank and Dawn episode where we see young Hank and his brother Don and they're dropping the F-bomb like crazy. To me, that's cheap. It's cheap and it's lazy. It's, it's, it's a cheap way, like you said, to get emotions like, wow, look how gritty these characters are. You can make gritty characters without having them drop the F-bomb every two minutes. It's, well, it, well, it's cheap. Well, that, well, that's the filmmakers or the showmakers not understanding what it means to be dark or serious. It's not about F-bombs and it's not about overly gratuitous violence, you know? Um, I'm, you know, we're we're fans of very gratuitously violent movies and things like that, but they pull it off better because it's not, it's not violence because we need violence to be cool. It's not cursing because we need. Look, they dropped the f bomb in Goodfellas how many times? But it's mm-hmm. never, it's never, I would say, out of place. Like there are times they would curse in the show, and I'd be like, well, that, that's, that's not even a place where the f word should go. Like exactly. it, it just, it just made zero sense to me, and it just was so frustrating when you want to like, you know, and I hate to bring this up, but I felt like this after I saw Last Jedi. I wanted to like Last Jedi so much. I wanted to like mm-hmm. the show so much because, again, I'm a huge Nightwing fan. My my wish when this thing started was that he turns into Nightwing in the last episode. And I thought we were kind of – and this is the thing. My hope before this show started was right. we, we get – we get you know, that last shot in the last episode is – you know, Dick Grayson coming out in his Nightwing outfit, and you just have that big wide shot of him standing there with a big grin on his face in front of the other team. You know, yeah, that's my wish. And then by Asylum, when 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 the Robin costume's burning, that became my dread. I'm like, oh my god, please don't turn him into Nightwing because I don't want this guy to be Nightwing. I don't want this version mm-hmm. of Dick Grayson to become Nightwing. Yeah, I mean, in fact, I'm, I even remember. I think it was after that episode you texted me and you said, "God, I hope they don't make him Nightwing." Yeah. And and I knew how heartbreaking that was for you because I know you're a huge Nightwing fan. Um, I don't know. Did you see anything, anything redeeming at all in this series? Like any bright spots, any potential anywhere? Any bri- I like Donna Troy. I did like Donna Troy. I mean, as much as yeah. we didn't see a lot of her. Um, but it seems like she's well-adjusted because she left the superhero. And and that might be the overarching theme. It's like, if you stay in the superhero business, it will ruin you. Mm. You know, because Donna yeah. Troy's out. She seems to be the most well-adjusted. And, you know, they're trying to make Dick Grace in this. And this was never an issue in the, in the comic books, um, where he felt like he was getting too violent because of Batman. So he, he felt like he had to leave. But that, that, that whatever, that anger followed him along. Um, and we see it throughout the season. The fact of the matter is this, is when people ask me why I like Nightwing or Robin as opposed to Batman, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, he's Batman without all the baggage. Because early on in Robin's storyline, or Dick Grace's storyline, they caught Zuko, you know, and, yes. and he wasn't murdered by Robin. I, I believe he went to jail. Almost they retconned that. Um, and so... What I loved was that Robin or Dick Grayson was Bruce Wayne without the baggage because he got closure. You know, okay. 
Bruce Wayne is still chasing Joe Chill metaphorically. Mm-hmm. And and his hurt was so bad that he, you know, part of his vows Batman is to make sure no 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 child has to go through that again or whatever. Whereas Dick Grayson, yes, this awful thing happened to his parents, but he was taken in by Bruce Wayne. He was given this, you know, he's a circus performer, so making him Robin kind of makes sense. You know, he kind of got to live that thrilling life he still wanted, he was going to lead as a circus. And he was just better well-adjusted, you know, because he didn't have that baggage of, of, of not catching his parents' murderers and things like that. And I think that's what, that was the one thing that made him better than Batman, is yeah, Batman is a better detective, the better fighter, the better uh, um, tactician. Um, but Robin slash Dick Grayson slash Nightwing he didn't have that, and I think that freed him up a bit to be a better hero in the sense of everybody gets along with Robin. Robin's a natural leader, not just with the Titans. I mean, again, long history of comic books. He's led, you know, he's, he's, he's led teams with Superman on them, with Wonder Like, they've deferred to him because they trust his judgment and things like that. And I don't, I don't think he gets that respect. And I think they're moving away from that in the comic books as well. We can, you know, we can talk about that another time. But, but I think this, is, this was DC's opportunity to really... Um, for whatever reason, they have this thing about using Batman on TV shows. This is the perfect o- opportunity to make a really great team. You know, the reason people love the cartoons is not because it's dark and gritty. You know, Young Justice is very serious, cartoons, oh, yeah. but it's nowhere near as dark as this. But it's it's it comes down to good storytelling, and yeah. you know, I think something you said early on is one of the things about this show that I didn't understand is I didn't understand what direction they were going in, and you know, the the pacing of it, the layout of it. I mean, late in the season, we get the episode uh, Hank and Dawn, which was a pretty decent origin story for Hawk and Dove, but I'm like, why are we telling this story now? Why yeah, are that, we doing this now? That like, should have been episode three. That should have been after Hawk and Dove. Exactly. Introduce I, the heroes, put her in the hospital, then show us her, their origins. Right, but it was, again, it was a cheap way because that was how Rachel reached out to them for help. And I was like, really? We couldn't have done this a different way? I mean, it was a decent story, but it just came at the wrong time. Um, and Rachel was, and Rachel yeah. can reach out into the past now? Is that what we're supposed to believe also? Because weren't they seeing her, or was it Dawn seeing her, like, in the past? They, they, they both were. They yeah. both were, and but but then again, was it the past or were they daydreaming? And she mm. was going into their daydreams. I don't know. I don't get it, and I don't get how she accessed that power because it seems like she didn't know anything about her powers, and then suddenly she could just do it. Um, there was another episode that the, the asylum episode to me totally blew my mind because to me, right up until they got to the asylum. Dick Grayson, master tactician, you know, let's not run in there. It's probably heavily fortified. Beast Boy and Rachel go. So, of course, Corey and, and Dick follow. They get captured. Then he's just like, kill them. Everybody's just like, kill them all. Kill them all. And then after that, he's like, goodbye, everybody. I'm going to go find Donna Troy. And all of a sudden, to me, this is crazy. Dick Grayson, who grew up with Bruce Wayne, who obviously went to social functions, he went to school, he did things. Suddenly, he's like, well, I'm not Robin anymore. I'm just Dick Grayson, so I have no idea how to function in society. I'm like, what are we doing? I just don't get this anymore. And the thing about Asylum is, 
Asylum has to be the worst episode in the sense that the writers even like went back on what they've been building up to that point. If, mm-hmm. if, if Dick Grayson left Robin and Batman because Batman or whatever he felt was making him too violent in the episode before he chastises Jason Todd for beating up cops too much. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. In this episode, in, in, in episode 11, Dick Grayson, his whole point of going up to Batman is to stop him from killing, right? Exactly. Well, he basically ordered he ordered the burning of a whole hospital down with security mm-hmm. guards, doctors, patients in it. Right, exactly. So he doesn't even have the moral footing to stand on anymore. Yeah, he he really doesn't. I mean, to me he lost he lost all credibility. He because even following that, because the, the big I don't know, it's a big complaint, but again, I guess I saw this coming a mile away. They go to the asylum because Rachel's mom is there. And to me, I'm saying, well, that's very convenient that her mom is there. And they're even telling her, they're like, yeah, we have your mom here. I mean, we really shouldn't. We probably should have killed her because we don't want the two of you connecting at all. So please don't go find her. So, of course, they find her. They burn everything down. And then she's like, I have a house. Come live with me. And Dick's like, yeah, guys, you just go off. You know, we have Corey who kills at random. Beast Boy, who I have no idea who this kid is. Rachel's totally unstable, and we have a woman here who says she's Rachel's mom. We have no way of proving it. Rachel's never met her. Sounds good to me. I'll see you guys later. I'm like, well, I don't know who this guy is anymore because it's not Dick Grayson. Yeah, it's poor writing. You know, I was reading – not reading. I, uh, Mark Bernardin, who who does a podcast with Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. uh, I think they used to call it Fat Man on Batman. Now it's, Bat, it's Fat Man Beyond, I believe. Okay. Um, He's a writer. He he writes TV shows, and and he was on the staff of, of Castle Rock, Castle Rock. Yeah, the uh, Stephen okay. King. Yeah, and he was talking about how they they sit in a room. All the writers sit in a room, and they have to pitch the ideas for the, like they they think about the overall story for the mm-hmm. season, however many episodes, and then they pitch the different ideas, and then then the episodes are distributed among the writers to kind of fill in the gaps. You know, this is this is. You have to get this point across in your episode to follow the, the further the story along. You know, that kind of thing. And then, you know, right, right around that. I don't know that they did this for this episode. It doesn't, not this episode, the show. I don't know that they all sat down and said, well, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. And this is why Hank and Dove's, Hank and Dawn's going to come in episode uh, nine instead of episode four, right after we introduce Hawk and Dove. And this is why we're just going to throw Donna Troy in the middle. I mean, it, you're right. It's such a weird thing that after Asylum, Dick Grayson gets in his car and drives to go see Donna Troy. Yeah, it doesn't it, make sense. Because it doesn't fit his character at all. Because right. s- supposedly he's trying to protect her, and now he's like, well, you're kind of semi-safe, so goodbye. Right. To think that the burning of the asylum down was the end of the uh, adventure, more or less. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. like catching the Riddler or whatever. It is. You know, that particular crisis is over. You're right. He should be smart enough to know that. Um, but instead, and it's very selfish too, because he's going through this existential thing about, well, Robin's gone now, literally and figuratively, because he burned the suit. Uh, I have to find myself, so I'm going to go to my friend. Uh, it doesn't make sense. And you know, we talked about this, you know, I guess, before the asylum episode. Uh, they introduced Jason Todd before that, and right. we would talk. Uh, you know, we would text each other like, you know, if this Robin was Jason Todd, I could forgive almost all of this because that's Jason Todd's. Original personality. Now I know he's doing mm-hmm. all that stuff, but I, I don't know. They redeemed him after he died. But 
this was his personality. He was not a good Robin in the sense that he had he had this anger. He was the one that go too far beating up on criminals and and other things. He had this this poor um, you know upbringing of living on the streets and not having parents that kind of didn't jive with the way Dick Grayson was brought up. And this is why he was not a good Robin. Now apparently he's a great Red Hood. People love him as Red Hood, but <clears throat> so when we're watching this first couple of episodes, I'm like. I remember texting like Jay. If they just called this kid Jason Todd, this this show makes a thousand is a thousand times better. Not great, but it's better. You know, it gets a lot better exactly because it fits into the character profile. Now I want to hear. Well, this is the TV; it's different from the comics. I get that, but if you're gonna if you're gonna create something on TV that departs so much from the source material, to just call it something else, give them a different hero name. Give them a different civilian name because you're creating whole new characters. So when people say that's not Dick Grayson on screen, it's usually people have been reading Dick Grayson for a long time. Mm-hmm. That Don't call him Dick Grayson because that's not who you're putting on screen. No, you know, no, I was going to say, you know, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I didn't see really any shred of these characters at all on screen from the comics. And I know I'm not looking for an exact duplicate of the comics or the old Cartoon Network show, but I'm seeing nothing that's even remotely close to any of these characters or, or any Titan at all. So you're right. Just call it something else. Yeah. I, I, you know, me and Alan talk a lot about how Marvel does it right. It, are the Marvel heroes exactly like they are in the comic books? Absolutely not. Because for the longest time, and I don't know about the comic books now, but let's say Captain America. For the longest time, Captain America didn't kill in the comics. To the point where it was like a major theory, uh, theme in one or two specific issues I remember reading. Of course, he kills in the movies, but it's not gratuitous killing, and it's not done in the way that you know, like he, he wrestles with it or he. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but that where where he revels in it, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Marvel the Marvel movie characters aren't exactly like their comic book characters, and that's fine. But Marvel does it live action so well what DC does so well with their cartoons. And why DC can't figure out live action is such a mystery. They're getting better at it, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, great examples. Mm-hmm. But they've been in the game longer than Marvel. They should be doing this at least as good as Marvel, if not better. That's my thought. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, really, you know, when you compare them head to head um... – you know, DC, they have the better writers for the comics. The comic storylines are so much better. The animated movies are better. Um, you know, but when it comes to this live action stuff, they just they just don't they just don't get it. It's just like they hire people that have never read a comic book or or know don't know these characters or don't know, you know, what they're trying to get across. And this is what they put up on screen. I mean, it was I mean, it was just disappointment after disappointment. I felt right. the show started off horribly. It got slightly better. And then, like, really, once we got to Asylum, we just we just went off the cliff. And I just said, well, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that I was reporting on each of these episodes every week, I, I probably just would have put the series down and, and stopped. I mean, it was just, it was, I mean, I can't even say it was heartbreaking. It was just, it was just ridiculous. The only thing I did enjoy about this series, and I think it was episode four, it was the Doom Patrol episode. Right. Because I did like the introduction of the Doom Patrol. Um, I thought, you know, and again, I I didn't really like how it fit in 
but as a standalone episode, I liked it. I liked it as an introduction to the Doom Patrol. Totally different writers on that show, so I I have a little hope for it. But really, other than that, I just, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I just feel like they haven't learned the lessons of the DCEU. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, the darkness is a is a big. These aren't dark heroes. Robin, yeah. Starfire, Changeling, Raven's the darkest, and. and and the fact that she works well with the Titans is because they balance that. Like, isn't she constantly struggling not to give into the dark, and she relies on the Titans as their family to help her with that? Yeah, that's pretty much the theme of it. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't see that here because they're all dark. I mean, Corey. I mean, they all killed someone by the third episode. I think. I think everybody except maybe Robin is a killer, and we don't know about that. You know, beginning that first fight scene. Oh, f Batman! Stop it! Just stop Ooh. it! Oh, God. And and. The lesson they didn't learn from DCU is not even just about being dark. And I watch a lot of YouTube essays, video essays on this stuff, and a lot of it makes sense. Is that, and and, and it's the failure of a lot of these movie companies that are trying to start these universes, these movie universes. Right. Is the, their movies, their first or second or third movies, are are put out there to set up the bigger universe, and it doesn't allow them to pay enough attention to the actual story they're trying to tell in that particular movie. And I think this is, if you look just at the titles of these episodes, they're setting up the DC TV universe on DC Universe Online. Titans, Hawk and Dove, Doom Patrol, Jason Mm -hmm. Todd, Donna Troy. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. They're they're like, oh, look, Jason Todd's in this universe. Oh, look, Donna Troy's in this universe. Oh, look, the Doom Patrol's in there. So they're, they're setting all that up, and they're not paying close enough attention to the rest of the show and, and their main characters. There's no light in this. If Dawn's the closest thing we have to light. Oh boy. It's awful because she's an enabler because Hawk's addicted to painkillers and she enables them. Oh, to- <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the best part I think was the, for me, was that beginning scene where, where, you know, Dick has in this last episode, Dick has a son. He's married to Dawn. They're having a baby. That's like the brightest moment of this whole series, and it's <laughs> yeah. fake. It's <laughs> fake, know? exactly. It's totally it's, it's, fake. It's just insane. I don't understand that. I wanted, God, I wanted this to be so good. I wanted that because they're supposed to be making a Nightwing movie, but I, I just, I can't. He's going to put the suit on next year, and it's, I'm going to be so sad. And I, I just don't, I'm going to watch it. I mean, I paid for the year. Um, I'm telling you, this is troubling to me, too. Because mm-hmm. I I don't know about you, but I was very excited for DC Online. Oh, oh yeah, DC Universe Online. I you know when I got it the first week, I was oh my god, this show's there, this show. I watched a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, there's there's nothing on there that's keeping me on there. You know, Titans every week, yeah, and Doom Patrol's coming, and Young Justice is coming, and they recently announced that they're going to release their direct-to-video cartoon movies, which we both agree are great, usually. Oh, they're they're incredible. They're yes. going to release them the day of on DC Universe Online, which I think is awesome. So, like, their next one is a couple of weeks, is Reign of the Superman. That's going to be on DC Universe Online the day it comes out on video. Yeah. So we don't have to go out. Yeah, we don't have yeah. to go and pay for them, you know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, was Titans the reason that you picked up uh, DC Online? Absolutely. Yeah, so it's uh, actually I think yeah you were the one who said to me you said this would be like if Netflix said, hey we're gonna put Marvel stuff on TV and we're gonna start off with a great show it's called Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I mean that's the thing is is you know the thing is before John and I started talking about this we prepped a little bit and John you were telling me 
I think the lowest rated episode was what, like an 8.3? Yeah, that was the first episode. I mean, apparently people love this. And, you know, when I talked about it and I put it up on Instagram, I get a lot of heat back for it. People telling me I don't know what I'm talking about. But then I look at another series that I really, really enjoy over on Hulu. Like, I love The Runaways. And people bash that first season because they said, it's not following the comic book directly. They're barely using their powers. They haven't even run away yet. You know, we're five episodes in, they're not even running away. And I said, they're setting up this universe. They're explaining the characters. We're learning about the kids. We're learning about the parents. We're learning about this world, what's going on. You look at the trailer for season two, well, here comes your action now because we've mm-hmm. established everything. Now we're gonna get some action. And to me, that's the way it's supposed to go. But apparently, I don't know anymore because people trash that first season, but they look at the first season of Titans and people are telling me it's the greatest thing on TV ever. And I'm like, I I guess I just don't know anymore. (laughs) Well, this is what I have to say about the ratings, too, which is why you have to be careful with ratings like tomato meters and all the other stuff. Uh, I'm looking at... Excuse me. I'm looking at uh, IMDb for the ratings. And right next to the rating, it says how many people voted. So the most people voted for season uh, for episode one, and it was less than 2,500 people. And it got an 8.3. As you scroll down, the number of votes gets less and less. So, mm. people are, so this is what I think you have when you aggregate the data is people are punching out, meaning people that were watching the first couple of, you know, they'll, they'll give it a two, three, four episodes, right. and they're leaving the show, so they're not even bother rating it anymore. So you go from... Uh, season one, uh, I'm sorry, episode one, 8.3, 2,430 votes, to episode two, 8.9, 2,101 votes, uh, episode three, 8.5, 1,600, um, and it just gets lower and lower, to episode 11, 9.2, the highest rated, but it's only got 798 votes. So the only people watching this are the people that really love the show, and they're the ones leaving the votes. <laughs> that sounds so, like, yeah. Maybe it's not at the hit we might think it is, and I hope DC understands how to read data too because they have to do something. They have to do something. And first of all, ending on on episode 11, I've never heard of such a thing. I've heard of episode 10 or episode 13. Never heard of a show ending on episode 11. It feels incomplete, doesn't it? It really does. It really does. And then the whole – you want to talk about the uh, quote-unquote end credit scene? Oh, yeah, because I, I didn't know where they were going with that. Yeah, so if you watched episode 11 and you made it through the credits, um, I mean, that's obviously, it, they're teasing Superboy, but the Superboy, that's the clone of Superman, you know, Cadmus Labs, he's breaking out, Crypto is there. What are we doing? Is this now going to be Young Justice? Because no, Was Cadmus ever even mentioned in the show? <laughs> it, I, I don't... I don't think so. And I didn't get it. I was like, or, or are they teasing a new show? Oh, hey, we're going to give you the Superboy show now. You know, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I totally didn't get that. What does this have to do with anything? What, is this, what does this have to do with Trigon? What does this have to do with the Titans? Because that character has nothing to do with the Titans. Young Justice, sure. And, and that's the thing, too. Is he a killer now, too? Because alarms are going off. We see dead scientists. And he just looks like a big hulking brute. Yeah, and Kill I read, that. I read, a, I read one of the creators or the writers talk about that end scene, and they're like, "Oh, well, you know, he was kind of a afterthought. We added that on." 
And we're just excited to see how he works in this world and how he how, and we're going to put him through the same things we're putting the other Titans through. I'm like, great. <laughs> there you go. There's, Dark there's Superboy. Superboy Prime. <laughs> but, there, but there you go. There's the formula right there. Oh, we added it as an afterthought. Let's see what happens with it. I feel like you said, that was just the entire structure of this. It's like, okay, we have an idea. We want to put the Titans on TV. We want to put them live action. What do we got? Uh, we really don't know. How about we just make it up as we go along? All right, great. Sounds good. Run with it. And I'm so worried. Like, as much as I like Donna Troy, I'm so worried they're going to make her dark. You know, she's only in two episodes or three. Mm-hmm. So, they, you know, they didn't give her a chance to be super dark. But I'm just waiting for her to snap someone's neck or whatever. Yeah, and and I mean, the little bit that we did see of her, that is not in her character. I mean, the whole thing where, you know, she's setting up, um, they were what, they were like ivory traders or something like that. And, right. you know, and she had a plan. You know, Dick comes in there being Dick, swinging a pipe around, which, which again, that, that scene cracked me up because he comes in with a lead pipe. He's swinging it around. And it was like, it reminded me of when I used to watch the A-Team and they used to shoot a million rounds and cars would blow up. And then every bad guy would get up and like, oh, ooh, I think I have a bump on the back of my head. Right. They're all lying there, like moaning and groaning. I'm like, he caved in their skulls. But she yells at him. She's like... I'm looking at the bigger picture. I'm not looking at beating up every little thug out there. This guy was going to lead me to the next guy, to the next guy. I was going to take this whole thing down. So if she starts breaking arms and snapping necks, well, what was the point of all that? Right. Right. What did, what did Diana teach her? What did Bruce teach? And why, why are they painting? See, we've only seen Bruce through Dick Grayson's eyes. and Or Batman, I mean. And is mm-hmm. he? I, they paint him as a psychopath in this universe. They really do. They really paint him as a type of guy that is like, you know what? I have a darkness. I have a sickness inside of me. My parents were killed. I'm never going to get over it. So I'm going to find kids that are just like me, and I'm going to make them just as messed up as I am. Because th- that, that was Jason Todd. Yeah. You know, he was like, hey, hey there's another messed up kid. Let, 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 me, let me turn this guy into a killer, too. And, and frankly, Jason Todd's probably the one they get characterized most correctly in this show. Hi, as a I just don't like Jason Todd as a character, but I think I think they, I think when I was watching this show, I'm like, oh yeah, that's Jason Todd. <laughs> but right, I also right. said that when Dick Grayson was fighting in the first episode, yeah, I'm like, oh, that's Jason Todd. Right, which is why then it's funny when they're together. He's he's telling him to tone down the violence, and I'm right. like, do, do you remember what you did at the beginning of this show? <laughs> do you know what you're going to do in the next episode of Asylum? <laughs> And then the whole thing where um, they're chasing Corey and Donna's like, we have to stop her. You know, she's a killer. And he's like, well, no, she's not. Well, I mean, she does kill people, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just like, I guess, I mean, killing is just no big deal now. It's 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 like dropping the F-bomb. We're just going to do it whenever. But the whole point of superheroes <clears throat> is they have a morality. And I... I Look, I read superheroes to escape. I read comic books to escape. I didn't need the real world in my comic books, okay? Because I just wanted fun action adventure stories um, with a with a little dose of morality. Superman doesn't kill. Batman doesn't kill. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, have they in the past for whatever reason? Maybe a writer did write that story and it was fine. But in the overall grand scheme of things, they just don't kill. They find a different way. You know, people want to argue with me in Man of Steel. Oh, he had to kill Zod, blah, 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 blah. There's nothing good. Sure, take off and, and, and head, head out of space. 
you got them by the neck, take off with them, fight on the moon. You know, there, there are things you, you could do. There, there, there are just things you can do. And I, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I don't know why DC can't do these heroes correctly in live action. And lean into it, man. If you're going to have the costumes, and lean into the whole thing. I want to see Mystics. I want to see all these other... I want to see, uh, you know, Corey's as alien. Give Hawkins of their powers, you know. Exactly. I, I don't understand it. And here, here's another thing. I'm not saying I'm not saying you can't be dark in the DCU. DCEU has a lot of darkness. John Constantine, Swamp Thing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, anything written by Neil Gaiman. You know? <laughs> but why take Superman, Batman, the Titans? Why why are you making them dark and gritty? Look, Doom Patrol looks to be. I mean, if you judge about that first episode, it's going to be a weird, like, good show, I think. Because I, I, think so. I thought the Doom Patrol episode was weird. And I was never a fan of the Doom Patrol, probably because they really embrace the the aesthetic of, of being uh, the weird ones, the oddities. They yes. really lean into that. Um, you know, there's rumor that, you know, Stan Lee... And I think maybe it was Kirby. I don't know if they, they're the ones that invented the X-Men. But uh, that they, they kind of ate a lot of that from the Doom Patrol. You know, um, Professor in a wheelchair, ostracized, people ostracized, people with powers ostracized by the public. You know, things like that. But the Doom Patrol was always so much more weirder than yes. the Uncanny X-Men. And if they lean into that, it'll be, for me, it'll be an interesting show. and Probably a good show. Um, I don't gravitate toward that weirdness, but... I, I can see me liking the Doom Patrol, and and they fit in this universe. Um, I would watch a Hawk and Dove show if if they, you know, had better writing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, but... it seems like everybody thought <laughs> the Titans was enjoyable in in this series. Um, yeah, Doom Patrol, Hawk and Dove. Um, are there other? Is there other live show Swamp Thing? Right. Swamp Thing is going to be another live show. Right, and that's that's another one that can get pretty dark with the with the magic, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, so yeah. You with this live... take... God, I'm sorry. Oh no, I was gonna say with his whole take on on protecting the environment the way he does, and I mean, yeah, I mean, it could get dark, it could get mystical, but you're right. I mean, even in the show, you looked at a character like Beast Boy. I mean, we turned Beast Boy into a killer. We turned Beast Boy into a killer. He did have a little bit of a conflict about it, but he talks to Corey, who's just like, Psh, man, don't even worry about it. Kill. Who cares? Yeah, yeah let me Whatever. talk to a killer about feeling better about killing. <laughs> right, right. And then she's like, hey, I think there's some cops on this train. Get off, because I'm going to burn half this train down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Didn't she kill cops? Yeah, yeah. That, and, that, and that scene where they stop the train, and then she tells them to get off, and then... Yeah, she just she just burns half the train and she just burns them alive. And it's, you know, but like Dick said, you know, she's not a killer. I mean, she kills people, but she's not a killer. I so. just, I can't even, like, Batman's going to have to come into this and fight them and he'll be the right one. He'll be the, he'll be the one doing the right thing. It's just, that's, but what I'm saying before about the, like, if Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, and the Titans are the three live action they've announced, mm-hmm. and we're assuming they're all in the same universe. Uh, yeah. You have two shows that are made to be dark, Doom Patrol and Swamp Thing. Why would you yeah. do that to the Titans? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Uh, I mean, this is what they want, I guess, apparently. I, I don't I know. So. I, I, yeah, I guess all 2,500 people have voted. <laughs> I don't see them. I don't know. 
I mean, I'm starting to be concerned about DC Universe Online folding because I don't, I don't know that people are watching it as much as they want. I mean, how many people use the comic book reading service? I, do you read comic books online? No, I can't. I can't yeah. read a comic like that. I mean, I used it to to see Titans. I used it to see the animated movies, uh, the next season of Young Justice. I am intrigued to see the uh, Doom Patrol. I might watch Swamp Thing, but. Really, unless more changes come, really after my year is up, I, I really don't see a point in keeping it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's going to happen, and we got such a good deal on the year. Yeah, um, I don't know. Did, let me ask you: Did uh, Jeff Johns write any of these? Do you know of him? I think he did, and I hate to say it. I mean, I don't have it in front of me. I think he actually might have written the Asylum episode, which totally blows my mind. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. I mean, he is not. The Kevin Feige ODC, if that's what they're going for. I really don't know. What did you? Uh, now here's the thing. What did you think of Trigon? He wrote. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, give me a second. He wrote Hawk and Dove. Okay. I'm sorry. No, he wrote Hank and Dawn. Oh, okay. Doom okay. Patrol, Origins, okay. and the first episode. So I wrote Titans, Origins. <coughs> excuse me, Doom Patrol and Hawk, Hank and Dawn. Okay, so two of those episodes. Not so. I would say were probably my like the Hank and Dawn and the uh, Doom Patrol episodes. They were good episodes, but again, they said to me they set up other things. Like it, it, they didn't really fit in the show, but they were good episodes. What was Origin about again? Origin. Oh boy, Rachel which episode? Uh, three, three he takes her sanctuary while hunting down Dick. Thinks back to the day when Bruce Wayne first adopted him. I don't remember that episode. Right. No, I really don't remember that episode at all. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, he um, he kept running away. Um, and then, you know, he, he gets a note like, I can help you. And it basically, that, that that's really about all I remember from that oh, episode. God, I mean, did, it, I, did I watch that episode? <laughs> I might have missed that episode. <laughs> well, there you go. It shows you how memorable this series is. Yeah. You know, yeah. It really does. I'm just... But, it's just sad, man. I, I mean, I really, really wanted this to be good. And, and this is going to be our first, this is going to be the world's first introduction to Nightwing. You know when you love something so much and you want other people to love it? Yeah. That's what, I mean, Nightwing's going to be on TV. It's going to be in the movies. I want people to love Nightwing because I love it. And I don't know that they will through this. Or if they do, that's the thing. I'm afraid they're going to love this version of Nightwing. And it's for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I hear you. And, and like I said, to me, the thing I think the thing that capped it off was when they bring Trigon into this universe. I was my first reaction. It's actually very funny when I was watching it, and you know, I mean, this show is dark, not just dark and gritty. I mean, turn a light on already. Like I can barely see anything in the show. So when she pulls him out of the mirror, my first thought was, you know, I'm a big fan of Riverdale. I thought it was the villain from Riverdale, Hiram Lodge, because there's mystical stuff going on on that show. He's trying to rule the world and everything. And for two seconds, I was like, this show just got interesting. They're pulling from Riverdale. And then I was like, no, it's not. It's just some guy in a suit. Right. And I was like, what are we doing now? You know, every, every iteration of Trigon is when he emerges, he's just like, all right, here we go. Hellscape. You know, I'm going to take over the world. He's just sort of like, okay. Maybe I'll grab a burger first. I don't know. Let's well, just, like, I, I was, I'm not scared. I'm not scared to try it on. <laughs> Why yeah, should I be? 
That's part of, excuse me. Mm, no problem. That's part of what I meant by leaning into it. I'm like, if you're going to do this with the costumes and all that, Trigon should have stepped out of the mirror. He should have had three eyes. He should have had mm-hmm. the horns. I'm not saying he had to be, you know, he's like a skyscraper size in the comics. He doesn't be that guy, but he could have been, make him a demon. Let's, let's be afraid of this guy. Exactly. Let's feel like, let's feel like this guy can take over worlds, you know? This it was- if if this guy you said it before, if this guy takes over the world, it's going to be through legal means. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna uh, litig- litigate us to death. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it, he was Doctor Evil. I mean, he he just comes in and then uh, Mrs. Mrs. Trigon is like, "Can we can we eat this world?" And he's like, "No, I have to break her heart first. Ha 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 ha. Okay, I I didn't realize that was Trigon's powers breaking hearts. Okay." And refresh my memory. Did Dick ask Donna not to come in with him? I think he did. Oh. Yeah, I think he he was sort of like you know, I'm the boy wonder. I'm going first. Yeah, and, that's well, that's his that's his tactician in him. Let's let's keep the the most powered one of us out here while while the least powered of us goes inside and deals with the demon. <laughs> exactly, and and I find it funny too because you know the the whole series is supposed to be he helps Rachel. So how does he help Rachel? Well, he takes her to D.C. to Hawk and Dove, who he hasn't seen in years. And obviously, he had an affair with Dawn. Hank's not a big fan of his, but he's just like, hey, guys, I haven't seen you in years. I'm going to dump this kid off with you. You know, they almost die. So he's like, "Okay, great. I have her back now. Oh, hey, here's a bunch of nuns. I'll dump her. I'll dump her off there. He keeps trying to dump her off and get away. And now he's going to run in head first. Yeah. And it's like Hank has a reason to dislike Dick. He's a Mm -hmm. he's a jerk. He is no, a jerk. And I'm trying to avoid the puns. So, <laughs> you know. It, it's, I know I exactly know. what you mean. I don't know. I, uh, I just don't know. It, it's, I mean, I was so looking forward to the series. I was so looking to the, look forward to the service. Uh, you know. Uh, okay. I think, I think uh, I'd rather go back and watch the old uh, Filmation cartoons of the Teen Titans when it was, like, corny and cheesy because... It's bright colors. They're the heroes. They have their powers. They're hopeful. I, I would much rather watch that than than this. This was. Uh, I'd rather watch Teen Titans Go, because <sighs> this was. Yeah, and I mean that's bad. I mean this was just. It was just a huge disappointment. Yeah, I I just don't. They're so forgettable. Corey, <coughs> excuse me. Corey is so forgettable, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Gar Logan is so forgettable, uh, you know, Raven is, he can't forget it because she's the crux of pretty much every episode, but I don't know. I, like, the brightest spot to me was Hawk and Dove and Donna Troy, and they were guest stars. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I don't know. I don't know where they're going to go from here. I don't know if I'm even going to be around uh, or I'm still going to have the service when they go from there, but... I mean, like you said, if this is how you launch your streaming service, you know, hopefully Disney, Marvel, you know, all these other streaming services, they, they take a look and they, they see how DC messed up and they do it the right way because the, this, you, you don't kick off your streaming service like this. This, this was terrible. Right. Well, it's like me and Alan talk about when it comes to DC and Marvel. It's like we don't even think Marvel registers what DC's doing. Like they even care what DC's doing. You know, no. whereas I think I think DC pays a lot of attention to what Marvel's doing. You know, so you got Disney Plus launching this year and they're launching with a 
a, a Loki series and a Vision and Scarlet Witch series, which is going to be run by Kevin Feige. So you know it's going to be good. It's going to be great. And 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 once again, people and it's, I, I feel kind of bad sometimes with how much. On, on our show, near to me, that we compared to DC and the Marvel Cinematic Universes. And I, I, I feel like it's kind of unfair, but you have to draw a comparison to them. No, you have to. They've been rivals for you know 75 years at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, one's just doing it a lot better. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, the and, only, I, I was going to say, the only thing I see that's kind of redeeming, and I don't know who to give the credit to, is the CW shows. To me, they do, I mean, I would much rather watch one of those shows than watch this. And I think out of the live action DC stuff, I mean, I haven't seen Aquaman yet. They're kind of getting it right. They're like, these characters are recognizable. You know, they have character traits. They have morality. There is a dark, edgy line to it, especially in Arrow. But I'm getting quality. This is not. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I guess, um, yeah, like I, I'm not a hu- as huge a fan of the CW shows as you are, but mm-hmm. they do they do get the character, and every year they do better and better. I think this last, I know you just did an episode with Pete on the crossovers, yeah, um, and I think this is the best crossover they had. Oh, absolutely. Um, and you know what it is because they're leaning into the comic book stories more, exactly. Know? And um, the DC comics are have oh for a long time I thought DC comics were better written than Marvel, and um, DC animated movies are, are better than, I mean, if you don't count Enter the Spider Verse, which technically wasn't Marvel because that was Sony. Um, yeah. the, the the you know Marvel doesn't even try to do animated movies anymore. No. They, they tried for like a brief moment and they just failed miserably. Um, yeah, uh, I'm just reading this really quick article on season two. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'll just give you real quick sound bites on it. Um, oh boy, here we go. Uh, it's pretty clear that we'll have a significantly larger team at the start of Titan Season 2. And from John's comments, it sounds like the team will only grow from there. He also made a cryptic remark that Marv Wolfman would be very happy with the plans for Titan Season 2. Okay. 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 Was, he, was he not happy with the plans of Season 1? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to hear Marv. You know what, though? He's probably a professional. He probably tells the line. You know what I mean? Sure. I don't think he'd come out against it. But he can't. There's no way he's happy with no he created Nightwing. I, I told. I think I told the story on um, one of the thousands of podcasts I've been on of meeting Marvel Wolf. And, you know, I, I, you know, my if I tell this quick story, Dave. No, go ahead, go for it. So you know, huge Robin fan, huge Nightwing fan. Uh, the great uh, Marvel Wolf is the guy that turned Robin into Nightwing. Um, <clears throat> so I'm at Baltimore Comic Con, and I don't get starstruck really. I, I, I guess I, you know, I was. My big thing is, oh, I, the only person I would get, like, nervous around would be Bruce Springsteen. If I ever met him, I'd, like, freak out. So I'm like, oh, I'm walking around like this cool guy. Oh, nobody bothers you know, I don't get bothered by him. Blah, blah, blah. Well, that was first put to the test when I met Billy D. Williams. I totally got tongue-tied, didn't know what to say to him. But I got through it. But anyway, I'm at, so I'm at Baltimore Comic Con. And I'm walking around. I turn a corner, and Marv Wolfson's sitting at a table by himself. Nobody's bothering him. He's just got a little sign that says Marv Wolfson. He's got a little jar for a comic book defense fund. You know, like he'll sign your autograph, just donate. He wasn't even charging. Wow. I turned the corner and saw him there, and I I got, like, I froze, and I got, like, like I couldn't talk. And I was with Pete, actually, and Pete's like, what's, what's wrong with you? Like, that's Marv Wolfman. And then Pete's like, so? <laughs> like, <laughs> like he, he created the new Teen Titans. He wrote Crisis on Infinite Earth. 
He goes, we'll go talk to him. He goes, you, you know, like, you know, just get an autograph for tip. I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. <laughs> He's wearing a Nightwing, uh, uh, like a hoodie. Had the animated Nightwing logo on it. Oh, wow. So I, I finally got up the nerve. I bought a, I bought a, uh, you know, a dollar back issue of Titans, New Teen Titans mm-hmm. for him to sign. So he signed it for me. I donated to him. He took pictures with me. Uh, such a great guy. Um, but that situation where I didn't even know what this guy meant to me until I met him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, my God. So yeah. I, yeah. He, there's no way he watched this portrayal of Dick Grayson and enjoyed it. It, it can't be. I mean, and I mean, like you said, you know, he, he is a professional. I'm sure his comments would be very neutral or, or sort of supporting the company. But in, in private, he's probably like pulling his hair out and just, you know, well, why did I even bother creating this character if you're just going <laughs> to take a big dump on him like you just did here? Yeah. I, well, I mean, we still have Young Justice, the new season. Uh, Doom Patrol, maybe Swamp Thing, uh, animated movies. Probably I mean, cool. I'm going to stick, I mean, you know, look, I got the subscription, I'm going to stick it out, but I really can't see myself going past it at all. And it's, it's just a shame because movies aside, I think DC is the superior company, but when you, when you look at this, I just don't see it. I'm like, how, how? How can I say this company is better than Marvel when when this is what I'm getting? It's just a situation where I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they. I don't know if they're communicating with each other or they think they they hear. You know, they got they're in that bubble where they just surround themselves with that 2,500 people that like the show. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. probably more, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. What you mean. Um, and they're not seeing it, or or they. Maybe it's a purposeful thing. He's like, yeah, we're not like Marvel, see? You know, like kind of that attitude. I guess. And we're not saying be like Marvel and do what they do. We're just saying be good like Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> you know? We're not saying you have to copy them. Right. Um, which is funny because one of Alan's critiques of Aquaman was like he thought he was watching it like, you know, almost like a Marvel movie. I'm like, well, is that a bad thing? I'm like, it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's something that works. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I, but anyway, go see Aquaman. I think I'll enjoy it. But anyway. Yeah, we're probably going to be seeing it pretty soon. You know, holiday time and all that. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. I'm oh. sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. Did you have any final thoughts or anything? Or uh... Yeah, my final thoughts are this. Uh, I did not like Titans. Those of you that are going to bother Jay and tell him that we don't know what we're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. Right, Jay. Uh, <laughs> we have Jason. Uh, Jay and I have a long history with these characters. Uh, we know the base, base, base of what they are. We're not saying they have to be exactly like <clears throat> the comic books, but there's there's a basic characterization that all these characters have and why they're loved by people and why they've been around for so long. And when you move away from that, that's when you have these problems. Um, if if I still have Titans, if I still have DC Universe Online when Titans Season 2 rolls out, I'll watch it. Maybe we could do... My hope is it'll be great. I hope it'll, it'll be a 180 and it'll be awesome. What yeah. odds of that happening? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I always have hope. Wow. Just like Superman. Awesome. Well, <laughs> Not I want to thank you, Superman. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I want to thank John for coming on. Um, you know, as, as I said, John does the nerd to me. Po- Actually, John, go ahead. Give, give all your plugs where they could find you, what podcast you're on. Go for it. Okay, uh, you can find me on the Nerd and Me podcast with Alan. Uh, we do um, 
theme shows every weekend and then we do the week in geek in the middle of the week where we talk about the geek news of the week and um you can also find me on fat guys in little coats where uh my friend pete and i talk about our travels our trips we go to cons <coughs> excuse me <coughs> national parks uh, any road trip we take we'll talk about on fat guys you also do uh themes topics related to traveling like best uh, road trip songs best ballparks to go to things like that uh, you can find us on, as well with uh, Stuff You Don't Need to Know, on <laughs> brothersinarmchairs.com. Brothers I know we are on Spotify, Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, uh, Stitcher. We're all over the place. So we're also on YouTube, the Nerd and Me podcast. Look up. you got to put the word podcast in there. Nerd and Me podcast on YouTube. I do unboxings. Um, and we're also going to figure out some other stuff that we can throw up on there. Yeah, I definitely recommend, you know, if you want to see a wall of pops, go over to the uh, YouTube channel where John does unboxings and you will see when you see his collection of pops that just scratches the surface. Like, yes, that's not even like Diana saw it one time and she's like, wow. And I said, that's nothing. That's "That's one wall in one room. That's not even the whole wall, dude. That's just what fits in the camera. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. much. Yeah, I I have a problem. I had a problem, actually. I haven't haven't bought a pop in like three weeks, so I had a problem, we'll say. So what are you buying now instead? Uh, Christmas presents. (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay, true. There there is that, yeah, exactly. Um, So pretty much just like John said, you know, you can find Stuff You Don't Need to Know. You can find me on Instagram at Stuff You Don't Need to Know. Uh, Also, again, I'll just repeat it, www.brothersinarmchairs.com. That links you up to every single podcast uh, in the Brothers in Armchairs network. Stuff You Don't Need to Know, The Nerd and Me, Enter the Nerd Zone, Fat Guys in Little Coats, Defender of the Realm. John, thank you again for coming on. I wish I wish we had a better topic to talk about, but uh, I always appreciate your insight. Well, Jay, I appreciate you uh, giving me a platform to vent my frustrations. Because do, you, out- do, do you feel better now? <laughs> I feel better that it's out of my system, but it's... the show still exists. So. <laughs> <laughs> it still does, unfortunately. It's still there, yeah. All righty. So until next time, I'll talk to you guys later.